I'm Josh Escobedo with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Hervey with Weintraub Tobin. In 1990, Congress extended copyright protection to architectural works, which includes the design of a building as embodied in any tangible medium of expression, including a building, architectural plans, or drawings. At the same time, however, Congress provided that the copyright in an architectural work does not preclude others from making pictures, paintings, photographs, or other pictorial representations of the work, so long as the building is visible from a public place. The Eighth Circuit recently issued an opinion that could upend the way residential and commercial real estate agents market properties. We're going to talk about this on the next installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Prior to 1990, architectural works were not protected by copyright. In 1990, Congress passed the Architectural Works Copyright Protection Act, which granted protection to architectural works. After the act was passed, one could infringe a copyright in an architectural drawing by copying the drawing itself, but also by constructing a copy of the building that embodied this copyrighted design. However, Congress provided a safe harbor or a fair use provision uh, that the copyright in an architectural work that has been constructed does not include the right to prevent the making, the distributing, or the public display of pictures, paintings, photographs, or other pictorial representations of the work if the building in which the work is embodied is located in ordinary, uh, is ordinarily visible from a public place. In 1996, the initial plaintiff in the Eighth Circuit case, Charles James, built and sold a ranch-style house in Columbia, Missouri. Fourteen years later, in 2010, the then-owners of the house hired Boone Group Limited, a real estate brokerage firm, to sell the property. Using a tape measure and graph paper, one of the company's agents sketched out a rough floor plan depicting the major features of the main and lower levels of the house to use in the marketing of the home. The real estate agents created and distributed the floor plans of this home, as well as others, as part of their marketing materials. After the materials were distributed, Charles James, who had subsequently registered copyrights in the home's designs, sued the real estate agents and their firm, alleging that the floor plans infringed the copyright in the house. The district court dismissed the designer's case uh, under Section 120A of the Copyright Act. Section 120 a provides that the copyright in an architectural work that has been constructed does not include the right to prevent the making, the distributing, or the public display of pictures, paintings, photographs, or other pictorial representations of the work if the building in which the work is embodied is located in or ordinarily visible from a public place. The district court granted summary judgment uh, in the defendant's favor in the case, and it held that the floor plans fell within Section 120A, specifically the exemption for pictures or, quote, other pictorial representations of the designer's architectural work because the floor plans were a pictorial representation of the structure's interior as it exists. The architect appealed the district court's ruling to the Eighth Circuit, which reversed the lower court. The Eighth Circuit held that the floor plans are not a picture or other pictorial representation within the meaning of the exception. The Eighth Circuit hung its ruling on the context that the statutory language suggests that the floor plans should not be considered pictures. 
The Eighth Circuit said that Congress knew how to describe floor plans with more specificity than simply calling them pictures. The Eighth Circuit said that the floor plans here certainly could be characterized as technical drawings or even architectural plans rather than just as pictures. Congress, the Eighth Circuit said, had more appropriate terms at the ready to describe the uh, floor plans, but it did not use them. When Congress does not adopt obvious alternative language, the Eighth Circuit said, the natural implication is that Congress did not intend the alternative. The Eighth Circuit also found that the use of the floor plans did not fall under the catch-all language, other pictorial representations of the work. The Eighth Circuit stated that the terms Congress used in Section 120A have a certain quality in common. They all connote artistic expression. That's right, Josh. The Eighth Circuit said that it believes that pictorial representations, when read in conjunction with the other terms in Section 120A, most likely refer to pictorial representations created for artistic reasons. Floor plans, like the ones in this case, are uh, functional and serve a functional purpose. The Eighth Circuit specifically said it was unswayed by the fact that two other courts have concluded that Section 120A applies to floor plans similar to the ones here. This decision really calls in the question the lawfulness of what is a standard marketing practice in the real estate industry, both in residential real estate and in commercial real estate. And this may also impact other industries like insurance and home improvement. I mean, these all use floor plans. Uh, this is why on March 7th, Columbia House of Brokers Realty filed a certiorari petition with the United States Supreme Court. Josh, now we've got a circuit split. What do you think the likelihood may be that the Supreme Court's going to take this? Well, Scott, as with any other petition for cert, I mean, I, I, it's not likely, uh, just generally speaking, uh, looking at the data. But I think it's an interesting issue. And I do think it presents a significant issue in marketing homes. And we know that there are a lot of homes marketed in the country every year. So it does seem like an important issue that probably needs to be resolved, given the existence of a circuit split uh, although, you know, generally cases are not granted cert, uh, this does seem like a case that at the very least uh, warrants some attention from the court. The practical implications of this are really far reaching. I mean, I remember when uh, our firm was moving spaces uh, in Los Angeles and another partner and myself, we had to go look at a bunch of spaces with our real estate brokers, our commercial real estate brokers. And part of the process was to look at the floor plans for these particular buildings and see how the layout would work for our Los Angeles office. Could you imagine um, the, the building or the real estate brokers having to get a license from the architect who designed the buildings for every single building that they intend to show to a tenant? I mean, I don't know. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, the one thing that the, the court did note here, the Eighth Circuit did note, is that they, they were only assessing the district court's dismissal on Section 120A. So it's interesting whether or not the 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 standard you know if there's any defense under traditional fair use um i guess we'll have to wait and see if the district court addresses a more traditional fair use defense but i think this is setting up uh, commercial and residential real estate brokers insurance brokers and other people that that need to use building floor plans for 
uh, an ugly scenario in the states that are governed by the Eighth Circuit. I agree with that, Scott. Uh, really interested in seeing how this plays out. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Scott. So we'd like to thank J.D. Supra and its uh, members for voting for Josh and I as the top, and I do mean top, number one and number two, trademark authors in this year's Reader's Choice Award. So thank you very much, all the readers and viewers and listeners through J.D. Supra. We're going to continue to try to put out great content. If there's anything specific that you're interested in hearing us talk about, uh, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast. And for additional content, visit our website at theiplawblog.com.